Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast thanks for tuning in hope you enjoy the show and now sit back relax and get ready to nerd out with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel What's up, everybody? It's Josh here. I just wanted to give you a quick update on this week's episode. This is our live uh, episode from Market Square at the Lit Up Knoxville Festival. We had a great time. We had a great show. Uh, Our topic this week was villains, and we listed our top 25 favorite villains from pop culture. Now, unfortunately for you, if you weren't there, you're not going to get to hear all 25. We had some technical difficulties in the recording cutout, the first two that we named. Uh, We mentioned number 25, which was HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and 24 was Norman Bates. Uh, So it picks right up at 23, and then you'll get to hear uh, the rest of it after that. Um, Also, don't forget... Next month is Marvel City Comic Con. It's November 16th and the 17th. You definitely want to be there because we will be there. And wherever we are, that's the place to be. It's going to be great. So make sure that you are making plans to be there. Hey, speaking of villains, we had our first ever episode of the show blocked after it got released. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Uh, Apparently we had some stuff on there that shouldn't have been on there, so we fixed it. So look for a re-release of episode 24 on The Joker coming very soon. Now, when we talked about The Joker, we did not do any spoilers on the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker, so it's safe to listen to it if you haven't seen that yet. We will do a more detailed discussion on the Joaquin Phoenix Joker um, in a few short weeks. So we give everybody a little bit of time to catch up on that. Next week, guys, you don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about zombies. It's going to be great. I think the plan is we're going to check out the new Zombieland movie, the sequel. Uh, We're going to talk about that. And there's also going to be all sorts of other exciting things that we're going to talk about next week uh, not involving zombies. You don't want to miss it. I won't tell you now, but it's going to be great. Lots of exciting stuff. So make sure that you check us out next week. Until then, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to us anywhere where you listen to your podcast and make sure that you uh, leave us a review and. And now a quick word from our sponsors. This is Magenta from Encore Theatrical's Rocky Horror Show. And this is Columbia. You're listening to our favorite nerds, Josh and Tyler. I love Josh! Well, I love Tyler. But I love Tyler. Then I love Josh. Relax. They're nerdy. You're nerdy. I'm nerdy.
You're invited to Frank's laboratory. Most people would give their right arm for the privilege. Performances are October 18th and 19th at Rose Center in Morristown, Tennessee. You can go to etcplays.org for ticket information. So join us for the night. And maybe a bite. And dance with us as we take that step to the right. Hey, all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to ya. I'm Tyler. Nope, 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 nope. You're Josh. I'm Tyler. Sorry, I'm nervous. I'm Josh. Gotcha. It's easy to be nervous. I mean, we got a live audience. It's usually just us in a nerdy little basement with a couple of cats running around. Mm. So, this is a little different big, than big, normal. Big change here. But uh, we are very happy to be here live in Market Square in Knoxville, Tennessee. Woo! You all can get loud. I mean, it's okay to are cheer and get excited. Yeah, I mean, they're There's not going to believe it's here. a live audience. Uh, so like he said, he's Josh, I'm Tyler, we are two 30-year-old nerds, we've been best friends for over 10 years, and... 10 long ten, years. Two long years, um, and we just sit around talking nerdy stuff all the time, and we figured it was given a suggestion to us that we might as well start a podcast, surely there's other nerds around the world who want to hear, and shockingly there were. Yeah. There have been a lot of people, uh latch onto this show and we could not be more thankful of Candace for asking us to come down and do this. Yeah, thanks Candace. Uh, yes, thank you Candy. You uh, so uh, today's show uh, we thought with it being October we would talk about some of the best villains in the history of nerd culture. Right, so we compiled a list of the 25, in our opinion, 25 top villains in the history of pop culture. I gotta tell you, this was not an easy task because after we made the list, we're thinking, oh, we left out this person and that person, and so this could be very controversial if you're a mega nerd like us. And you know what? If you have a problem, you can email us. (laughs) <laughs> and let us know your top 25. You can 25. come take one of our business cards, yes. and then you can email us after you follow us on all the social yes. media things and yes. whatnot. and subscribe to us on and iTunes, you can also have Google Play, all that fun stuff. So, also, we got a couple of uh, other segments that we like to do on the show here. Uh, for instance, every week I create a nerd word, and uh, this past couple of episodes I've talked about the order of nerds, or nerdarchy, if you will. And today we're going to talk about Level 2, The Apprentice. Uh, we also like to share some of the big news items in the, uh, in the world uh, today. Uh, we call it the Nerd News. Yes. So we'll share a couple of uh, little interesting uh, tidbits about what's going on in the nerdy world today with you. We are very excited. And then we will, of course, break it down on our list of villains. So, shall we get started? All right, I think that means that it's time... For Tyler to talk nerdy to us. All right. Talk nerdy. So, like I said, I've been talking about the nerdarchy 
for the past couple of episodes, and that's kind of the order of nerd. Uh, the first level was recruit, kind of just the the so-and-so friends or the sibling or the boyfriend or girlfriend you might bring along with The tag-along. The tag-along to a nerdy movie. This is The Apprentice. An apprentice is still yet to scratch the surface of the nerd culture. They may have one favorite character that they have latched onto, or maybe even a specific nerddom or franchise, if you will, like Star Wars. However, they haven't truly grasped multiple nerddoms or even an entire franchise just yet. Uh, For example... I do have a friend at work who really likes Hal Jordan's Green Lantern. But, if you were to ask him about the rest of the Green Lantern Corps or any of the other DC heroes, he couldn't tell you a bit about them because he's only picked one thing to really nerd onto, and that is an apprentice for you. Just level two. Not very high up there. Not high up there. Not as high as we are on the level of nerd. So, shall we move on to the news? It's time for the nerd news. Oh, right. All right, what do we got today, my man? So, have you... Uh, apparently, October is the month of bashing Marvel. I can't, uh, I can't imagine why. I can't either. But not just Martin Scorsese, but Jennifer Aniston Whoa. has been putting the hate... What? Yes, Jennifer Why? Aniston, Rachel is, from Friends. What does she have to say about And all of that other quality cinema that she's been a part of. She's not busy making uh, Aveeno commercials? Or no, she's not been just doing that or Adam Sandler movies or a movie with Jim Carrey. She has do- been doing apparently quality cinema enough to bash Marvel. You mean the, the... So Marvel, who has the number one movie of all time in Avengers Endgame. Yes, yes. Rachel from Friends has decided to bash Marvel. Well, I have nothing nice to say about her then. Okay, well, this is a PG show, so we're going to keep moving on then. <laughs> so, did you see the one of the most recent Sesame Street episodes? Yeah, so there's a new character on Sesame Street, and we watched the clip on the way here. Uh, there's a new character. She's friends with Elmo. And this character, she uh, is dealing with a very serious uh, issue. Uh, she has parents who are... It's sort of... We're meant to infer yes. that the parents have an opioid addiction uh, problem. So it's handled in a very tasteful way. We yeah. watched it. It felt like I got kicked in the gut. Mm-hmm. I was about to cry watching it. They sing a little song. She talked about how she felt like she didn't have a place in the world. And, you know, Sesame Street is so good about making people feel good and, yes. you know, showing kids how to how to treat people and everything. So I thought it was uh, a really good move and um, very well done. I think it was done well uh, and not on the nose enough to spark too much controversy, but yeah. also tackle well, you, you a problem come out and say, that we have. Oh, my mom has an opioid addiction on yeah. a children's show. So, yeah. um, But the way that they did it, it worked out very, very well. And Absolutely. I recommend that everybody check it out. Yes. Uh, so the last piece of news we got here is uh, some more Marvel news. Latest on the Sony versus Disney battle. So everybody knows about uh, what's been going on with Disney versus Sony. They've been fighting over the rights mm-hmm. to Spider-Man. Um, it was a little touch and go for a while. Uh, we were sort of led to we believe that we, we would. I was very scared. We were, we're sort scared. of led to believe that we wouldn't get any more Spider-Man in the MCU, and that that makes me say, Whoa. because he's one of the one of the best characters in the franchise. So I really feel like something would be missing uh, big time. So they worked it out. It seems yes. like yes, but for, there's more for a third Spider-Man movie and a couple of others. But there's more news. Uh, that Marvel and Disney uh, 
have been talking about purchasing the character of Spider-Man to bring him permanently back into the MCU. It's a great idea. Uh, it is a great idea, but some prices that have been thrown around are five to six billion dollars for a character. So my thought on that is one: Disney can definitely afford it. Yeah. And if okay, so if Sony kept Spider-Man and they did some movies. They're never going to make that much money off of it. There's no. no way that they could top that. So I think the better deal for them would be to go ahead and just sell the rights. I mean, that's just Absolutely. Me. But I'm also a Disney guy. So. You are a Disney guy. Uh, but Disney probably can make that money back. Shall we move on? All right, number 23, Professor M. Professor James Moriarty is a fictional character in some of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes novels. Moriarty is a Machiavellian criminal mastermind whom Holmes even describes as the Napoleon of crime. That's pretty good. good. (laughs) He first appeared in The Final Problem, published in 1893, and quickly became the arch nemesis of Sherlock Holmes. Do you remember the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Okay, so we never got to see him in that. Um, So sort of... They're doing a third one. Are they really? Yeah. Maybe we'll see him then. I I don't know. It sort of adds to the mystery surrounding him. It makes him a little more scary. I like mystery. A little more of a villain. Yeah. I'll read the next one. All right, 22. Number 22, The Goblin King. Created by Jim Henson, Jareth is a fictional character and the main antagonist in the 1986 fantasy film The Labyrinth. Portrayed by David Bowie, Jareth is the powerful ruler of an otherworldly maze. He grants Sarah's wish and abducts her little brother Toby when she says the famous line, Goblin King, Goblin King, wherever you may be, take this child of mine far away from me. He is also in the spin-off adaptations like the Marvel comic books, graphic novels, and computer games. Did I had, you know that Marvel no, had the rights? That's what I was about to say. I had no idea that there was any sort of Marvel connection to yeah. to this universe at all, to yeah. the Labyrinth. So oh, that's it, interesting. knowing that it's in Marvel's uh, franchise, it'll be rebooted anytime soon. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sure lots of people will want to see it. <laughs> all right, moving forward to a uh, little bit more known modern villain. Number 21, The Night King. The Night King is one of the newer villains in pop culture, but definitely makes his way to the list with an icy impact. He is a fictional character appearing in HBO's hit television show, Game of Thrones. It was a hit until the last season, though. Yes. (laughs) The last season was rough. Um, Based on George R.R. Martin's novel, Series of Ice and Fire... However, the Night King is an original creation for the television adaptation only, and thus far have no counterpart in the novels. He is depicted as the leader of the, and the first of the White Walkers, having existed since the age of the first men, and is the most dangerous of his race. Wow, so I've read some of the books, and yes. I had no idea that the Night King wasn't a part of the book. Yes. Wow. Hence, See, that's what the internet tells there. us. And you know what Abe Lincoln says. The internet is always right. The internet is always right. Abe Lincoln did say that. All right, so next we have number 20, and I have a little clue here. As a kid, hearing this always made me so nervous. I knew, like, things are about to go down. (laughs) So number 20 is Bowser, or most notably known as King Koopa. He's a fictional character and main nemesis to Mario in the Nintendo franchise. In Japan, the character bears the name Daimo, 
meaning great demon king. Bowser is the leader of the turtles, like Koopa race, or the turtle-like Koopa race, sorry, and has been the archenemy of Mario since his first appearance in the 1995 video game Super Mario Brothers. He's kind of grown to be loving. He's in Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. He's not really the big villain that he used to be now. I mean, he's still a pretty bad he's dude. He's still a bad dude, sure. But. Just because they make him goofy and, like, you know... Yeah comical Mario takes party. away from I don't yeah. know I was always scared of him like in Mario 64 when you had to grab swing it you know grab him by the tail and swing him around that always yeah. made my anxiety flare up shall I continue let's <laughs> take much to make your anxiety flare that's up that's true too alright shall I continue let's go Shredder number 19 Shredder sadly though when researching Shredder on the internet you will be prompted to buy a paper Shredder <laughs> This classic TV and movie villain from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does belong on this list and was even on IGN's 2009 Top 50 Comic Book Villains, falling in at number 39. But it's gone almost forgotten in this era of nerddom. He is a fictional character created in 1984 to serve as the main nemesis for Master Splinter and his group of heroes in the half shell. So for like 80s and 90s kids, Shredder's probably yeah, Shredder higher up on the list. Yeah, 19. When I was a kid, Shredder scared me, especially in those live-action versions. For sure. Terrified. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrified. Okay, number 18. This is a favorite of mine. Sauron. Sauron is the main villain in J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. The Dark Lord of Mordor has been voiced by more than seven different people over the course of film and video games. But the motion cap suit to play the physical embodiment of Sauron was worn by none other than Doctor Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch. What? Where did you find this information? The internet. Hang on. That's J.R.R. Tolkien's... uh... Right? What? Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch played Sauron? Actually, Are you kidding uh, me? Explain the, yourself. One of the bonus features of, uh, you remember the Two Towers games you could unlock? Yeah. Different little things. On one of those bonus features is them talking, and Benedict's in the mocap suit. No yeah. way. Oh yeah. my goodness. I have crazy. lots of things to look up after this. Okay, so however, most people know this character as the Great Eye in the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy. It trilogy. If you can, if you can get a flaming eyeball over as a villain and, and something that's scary and intimidating. You can do just about anything. Yes. Imagine the contacts he has to wear. Oh, my turn, is it? Yes. Number 17, Megatron. Megatron is a fictional character in the Transformers franchise created by Hasbro in 1984, based on a design by Japanese toy company Takara. He is the leader of the villainous group, the Decepticons. They are sentient self configuring modular extraterrestrial robotic life forms from the planet Cybertron. He is the nemesis of the Autobot leader Optimus Prime. Yeah. Now Megatron in the movies is voiced by a Lord Hugo, of the Rings character. Hugo Weaving. Yes, Lord That's Elrond. Right. Now, Hugo now, Weaving is a great villain. He really is. And he he makes this list twice. Yes, he we'll, does. We'll, we'll get to yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. However, shall we move on to number 16? Okay. We're going to give a hint. And maybe this will prompt him to show up. This is this is sort of a, a, a cheap cheap plug here. Let's just see what happens. Maybe he'll show up. Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor, are you here? Mr. Mayor? No? No. That's right. You might know him as the mayor here in town. It's Kane. If you're a 90s kid like us and you were a 
big wrestling pop culture fan. nerd, especially wrestling, there was nobody scarier than Kane. No and way. we had to include him on this list because this is his house. And plus, we thought he might be here, and we were scared of what would happen if we, we did this and he list. wasn't on the list. I didn't want to choke slam today. So, Kane debuted in the WWF in 1997 as the younger half brother of The Undertaker. Kane has held almost every title that WWE has to offer and is an icon in the Royal Rumble match. His signature choke slam became popular all around the world for older brothers to do to younger siblings in pools and on trampolines. Now Kane is playing a new character, Knox County's very own mayor, Glenn Jacobs. Yes. yes. Mayor Kane. Love the mayor. Actually, when they were, we went to Raw. When they were here in Knoxville. Yeah, about three, four weeks ago. Yeah, and Kane actually won a title as Mayor Jacobs in, in Neyland Stadium. Stadium. It was really cool. Wow. Probably cool. the first time that a title has ever been exchanged in Neyland it's Stadium. It's one of the few times that. anything's been won in Neyland recently. Oh! So, moving on. This one scares me. Freddy Krueger. It's probably one of my favorite villains. Freddy is a fictional character created by Wes Craven. He first appeared in The Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Freddy is a serial killer murdered by a mob of angry parents. As revenge, he now haunts and kills you in your dreams, causing you to die in real life. Freddy Krueger immortalized Robert England as an actor and cursed anyone else who tried to play Freddy. Which, did you see the reboot? Uh, yeah. No, no, I I have, I have. Because the scene with Johnny Depp in the first one, he's getting thrown all around the ceiling or whatever. That scared the daylights out of me. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, it was the guy that played Rorschach in Watchmen. Watchmen. He tried to, uh... Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah, that guy. And it didn't quite work, did it? He looked like a turtle. Like a burnt turtle. (laughs) A turtle? A turtle? I hadn't thought of that. looked like a burnt turtle. All right. Okay, so number 14. I think we. It would have been cooler if he was 13, but. Uh, yeah. Here's a hint have. for you. That's right. It's Michael Myers. Myers is a fictional character first introduced in John Carpenter's Halloween in 1978. The character was created by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter and has appeared in over 10 films, as well as novels, multiple video games, and several comic books. Nicknamed The Shape, the body in the suit has been played by 13 different people. One of those being Dick Warlock, who Tyler here met uh, when he was doing a a, a theater event in Pigeon Forge. Yeah, he was in the audience, and he came up and talked to us cast afterwards. And uh, he introduced himself, and I was the only person in the cast who knew who he was. Oh, Everyone else was like, oh, hey, cool, thanks for coming. I was like, do you guys not realize who this guy is? He was the shape in Michael Myers. He was like, he played Michael Myers in the second. He was the shape in the second film. He was a really cool guy. He's actually shorter than me. It says here 10 films. It feels like 50. Yes. There's been That's so many. And they're like coming out with another one, aren't they? Yes. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming Lee, back. It's for that. actually a direct sequel to... Yeah, because so the timeline has you, been... They're trying to make you ignore all the terrible spinoffs <laughs> and sequels that they We made. will never forget, though. My turn? Your turn. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Lecter was first introduced in the 1981 thriller novel Red Dragon, created by Thomas Harris. Though the character has been played by many different people, he's most notably played by Anthony Hopkins. 
in his Academy Award-winning performance in Silence of the Lambs. Though he went on to appear as Hannibal the Cannibal in the next two sequels, nothing is quite quotable like his Academy Award-winning performance in Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. What did he say about eating somebody's liver? He says, uh, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. A villain for sure. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Your turn. Number 12. Love this one. Agent Smith is the primary villain in the Matrix franchise and was played by Hugo Weaving. So I told you he'd come back. Yep, yep, yep. Smith manifests his physical form by inhabiting and overriding the simulated body of a human wired into the Matrix. By moving from body to body, he can reform himself if he is killed, which only kills the host body, and appear virtually anywhere. He can overcome the limitations of gravity in the human body, giving him speed and strength sufficient to dodge bullets flawlessly, punch through concrete with his bare hands, and jump impossible distances. I remember, was it in the third Matrix when there was like the entire of them. army of army Agent of Smiths yeah. and it was raining and everything? Yeah, that was yeah, such yeah. a cool scene. I love that. You think he'll come back in the fourth one? I think he Which, should. Did you know they're is making, it, they're is it a fourth, fourth one, one or is it a, a reboot? It's a fourth. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. So I have I have a little clue for this one as yes, well. Yes, you yes. ready for this? This music is so cool. Tell us about it. The Mind Flayer. Also known as the Shadow Monster, he was first introduced in the second season of Netflix original series Stranger Things. The Mind Flayer is a massively powerful being of unknown origin. He wields supreme control of the Upside Down as well as the Demogorgons, Tendrils, and the Flayed with murderous intent. He repeatedly attempts to corrupt both Hawkins and the wider world. He's... He's almost more terrifying than a lot of these on the list because he is a shadow. Well, in season three, it was even worse because he had the the collected goo from all the, the yeah. <laughs> all the people that yeah. he uh, hypnotized or whatever. Played. Yeah, so that was really. I'm excited cool. to see what they're doing season four. So he's not dead, right? No. Wait, we need, spoiler alert for season three of Stranger Things. We're not. We can't spoil because I'm sure out of this statistic. People have not seen the third season. So. Okay, so we won't say anything yeah, else about anything season else. three then. But Mind Flayer is awesome, and he's super scary. Now you should move on. All right, number ten. I don't. I don't even know if I should say the name of this one. So I'll just. I'll just read it like this: A villain so evil that people fear to speak his name. You know who was the primary antagonist in the beloved Harry Potter franchise? He loves no one and is loyal only to himself. And, of course, I'm talking about Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, I said it. Okay, so did you know that the T in Voldemort is meant to be silent? Nobody follows that rule, though. J.K. Rowling is the only one who, who does that. So it's supposed to be Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort? Voldemort what? Voldemort of this water. That's what I take. Good idea. All What's right. your turn? My turn. Number nine, The Terminator. We first, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the gun-toting cyborg in 1984's The Terminator. Although future versions of the character would be 
he's more of a hero in the franchise. He started out as a formidable assassin with the goal of exterminating the human resistance. He gives us another iconic catchphrase in pop culture. I'll be back. Did you see... Were we together when they showed the preview for that? Was it before yeah. Joker? Yeah. yeah. So the preview for the new one, Sarah Connor says it instead. She's like, the okay, I'll be back. The original Sarah Connor's back in the new one. Yeah. From the first and It looks good. Movie. It looks really and, good. And uh, she, just, she just walks away and she's like, I'll be back. Doesn't give it the same power as his, but whatever. Yeah, but it was funny, though. I liked You're it. Out. All right. Next one. Count Dracula, the title character in Bram Stoker's 1897 gothic horror novel Dracula. He is known as the prototypical and archetypal vampire in subsequent works of fiction. Some aspects of the character are believed to have been inspired by Prince Vlad the Impaler, who was also known as Dracula, and Sir Henry Irving, an actor for whom Stoker was a personal assistant. We also know him for his spooktacular breakfast cereal. It was bad. Somebody liked it back Somebody there. Thank you, whoever you are. Appreciate it. They were probably laughing at something else, but I'm going to take it. So, did you see the Gary Oldman Dracula? I did. It was brilliant. Brilliant. So, I get this one, even though... This is a good one. This one's a good one. I know. All right. Here's a hint. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right. That to fail, all the same. Thanos. Thanos first appeared in the Invincible Iron Man number 55 in 1973. Did you know that? Did you know that he first debuted in an Iron Man comic? Because I did not. No. I didn't read a lot of Marvel. I'm the DC guy. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. He is one of the most powerful villains in the Marvel Universe. We, of course, know him from ending trillions of lives with just a snap of his finger in Avengers Infinity War. And sort of created a tradition here on the podcast. Yeah. When, when we end the show, we snap our fingers just like that. So thank you for that, Thanos. Yeah. Thanks, Thanos. Yeah, but you know, I kind of feel bad for Thanos. In his you mind, feel bad in for his him? well, and, you know, to him, he felt like he was doing the right thing. Every villain's the hero of his own story. I, you know, I'm just saying he had good reasons for what he did. He was able to back it up. It was. It was. That's why you're the bad guy of this show. Good reasons. Good lord, man. Just think about Just it. Just move on, okay? Is this me too? All right. Okay, so this is a good one. Emperor Palpatine, the Dark Lord of the Sith, was ubiquitous throughout the original Star Wars trilogy, but we didn't really get to know him until 1983's Return of the Jedi. Since then, the Emperor quickly became a symbol of evil in pop culture. Did you know that the Emperor was first played by a woman? Actress Marjorie Eaton played the villain in the original appearance of the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back, and her eyes were superimposed with chimpanzee eyes. I did not know. Yeah. And then, of course, that's gone now because George Lucas changed it for a third or fourth time. So yeah. it's hard to find that scene now. Wow. They replaced it with uh, Ian McDermott, the, the true Emperor. back, apparently, and Ryan Yeah, Skywalker. interesting. Be cool to see how they bring the Emperor back. You're listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Wait, where are you going? I'll be back. I'm so glad that you finally showed up with our dinner because I am starving. What did you bring me? Well, uh, you know, 
I brought Akita again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because it's our favorite place I to eat. I can't be mad at that. Yeah, exactly. what, what did you order this time? You know, every time I say I'm going to try something new, I always show back up with my regular chicken teriyaki. I understand. White rice. No vegetables. No vegetables, I know. Could have had a V8. Um, and it just, it's my favorite, man. And it looks like you brought me my favorite, which is the shrimp and chicken combo. No mm-hmm. broccoli. Extra mushrooms with extra shrimp sauce. Best shrimp sauce in town. Uh, in town. In the state. For sure. I'm telling you. There is no comparison on this shrimp sauce. And uh, we are going to try not to, to mutter through this episode while eating at the same time. We don't want... That's just unprofessional. Right. So, listen. We love this food. It's Akita Express. It's right here in Morristown, Tennessee. We highly recommend this place. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I've never heard an unkind word about Akita. So please give them a try. They are right here in Morristown, Tennessee at 3100 East Morse Boulevard. And please, when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? So, number five. Top five now. Scar. The primary antagonist in Disney's The Lion King in 1994. He is known and hated for killing Mufasa. He is loosely based on King Claudius from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Did you know that? I did know that because uh, when I teach uh, Shakespeare in my classroom, I to get them kind of interested in you know Shakespeare and give them something to be excited about, I talk about how there's so many connections to Shakespeare and the things that they know and love, especially the Lion King. So like I sort of sum up the, the story like, oh, there's a prince and his father dies and his uncle framed him and all this. And they're like, oh, the Lion King, the Lion King. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. Tricked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You got a hint for number four? I got a hint for number four. Okay. One of the first nightmares that I ever remember having was was the Wicked Witch reaching through the TV and grabbing me and pulling me into Oz into the castle. So I was not fond of her. Uh, the Wicked Witch was first seen in L. Frank Baum's novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz in the year 1900. A long time ago. She was then portrayed by actress Margaret Hamilton in the 1939 classic film based on the novel. The character has been adapted into dozens of other shows, books, movies, musicals. Uh, she has one of the most iconic lines in cinema history. And your little, little dog, dog too. too. All right. Uh, so we've done The Wizard of Oz as a show. Twice. Twice. Together. Yeah. Um, and still, no matter who, if I'm watching the movie or when we were on stage doing it, the Wicked Witch scares the living daylights out of me. Because you have to go to a certain place to play that part. And it's just oh, that was a cool terrifying. trick that guy just nice did trick, on that skateboard. Bro. Hey, good nice job, trick. buddy. Ooh, on X Games. I'd break my neck if I tried to do that. <laughs> oh, close. All right. So, moving on. Oh, you got a key. You got a this, hint. Let's get this. This is a good one. Top three. We gotta really. We gotta really uh, kick it up here. Ooh, the suspense. 
still the reason I don't swim. That's you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's I what it says. I'm in my pool because I'm afraid a shark is going to get me. Jaws, first seen in 1974, novel by Peter Benchley, but made famous in Steven Spielberg's 1977 thriller film with the same name. This giant, man-eating, great white shark has caused anxiety in young swimmers for decades. The score from Jaws, composed by John Williams, is ranked as the sixth greatest score by the American Film Institute, and it only consists of two notes. Yeah, it's uh, E and F, or F and F sharp, I believe. Yeah. Two notes wins you uh, an award like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, be able to win an award. I was just thinking about this just now. John Williams has contributed so much to like pop culture because of his music and everything. Is he knighted yet? Like, is he a, is he Sir, Sir John, John Williams? Williams? Does anybody be. know? Is John Williams knighted? Do you know? Anyone? Anybody know? Anyone? No. no. Ask Google. I'm gonna have to look that Should up later because he should be right. I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, so moving on to okay. Now, if you look up in other lists, these top two villains are alternating constantly and i kind of won the argument i won this i let you win the argument i won this battle in making two and one in the order that i let you so win. if you disagree then contact us at 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com and you can give us nice your uh top 25 or at least your top two so give them a hint for number two That's right. If that doesn't make you uneasy, I don't know what will. He first appeared in 1977 as the primary antagonist in Star Wars, also known as A New Hope to us younger nerds. He is easily one of the most iconic characters in the history of pop culture and is known for his mechanical breathing, which, did you know, his breathing was created using recordings of a scuba breathing uh, apparatus that divers would use. And, another fun fact, and I've seen this one before, did you know that there is a Vader gargoyle, it's just his helmet, but sculpted into the Washington National Cathedral in D.C.? I did not. Know. Yeah, I was there, and someone told me about it, and I went to look for it. It's really hard to see. It's like up on a corner somewhere, but it's there. So Still go making an impact. Forever. So that's number two. Can anyone guess what number one is? The Joker. Wow. The Joker. A little little movie you might have heard of that just came out recently called Joker. Yes. Uh, first appeared in the debut issue of the Batman comic on April 25th, 1940. There are over 250 productions featuring the Joker as a subject, including films, television series, books, and video games. Most recently portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix as the clown prince of crime in the first ever solo Joker movie entitled... Joker. Joker. <laughs> Which is still going strong in theaters as we Show speak. of hands, how many people who are listening and in the sound of my voice, how many people have seen Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? Thoughts? thoughts. Good? Thumbs thoughts. up? Yeah. Thumbs up? Yeah? That's okay. Good. Good. I've heard good. very, very little negative about it. Yeah. Well, we saw it opening night, and it was, it was, it was, it was impactful. That's yeah. That's what I'll say. Impactful, yeah. thought-provoking. And I hope that DC moves forward making these solid films. Yeah. Um, um, but it was—he's my favorite villain of all time. 
if you did let me, I'm glad you let me win. The I argument. let you. I let you. I didn't um, even. I didn't even. I think he's the most iconic. But um, if again, if you have a list, you can contact us. We will post people's lists on our social media. If you have a different top 25 or top 10, or if you think that we forgot somebody who should have been ranked, um, but. We have some honorable mentions, don't we? Oh, we do have, honorable, do have honorable mentions. mentions. I totally forgot about that. Now, okay. Again, we, this was very difficult. We get, it was sleepless nights trying to compile this list because we felt unfair to some of the best the, villains. The struggle was in real in this. So, why don't we talk about some of our honorable, okay. honorable mentions? We're just we're, we're running out of time, so we're gonna just kind of name them quickly. Like I'll read a few, and then I'll stop, and then you take over. How's that? Okay. All right. So honorable mentions. The Sanderson sisters, especially this time of year, everybody loves to yes. watch Hocus Pocus. Lex yes. Luthor, Lex Snidely Luthor. Whiplash from uh, Dudley Do Right. Snidely Whiplash. He has the must. He looks like the stereotypical villain. He has the mustache and the hat and the laugh and all that. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Claw, Jabba the Hutt. Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt, Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki. I think Loki could have been on that list. Disney villains. Yeah. Now, did you all know that Josh here? Shut up. Played Gaston. You are the worst. In Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. He did. Uh, it wasn't Broadway, but um, it should have been. Did play it Gaston felt like it. Beauty and the Beast. It was so a Broadway a, quality production. A, okay. What a guy. <laughs> so it's, what a guy. Uh, one of his favorite villains. Probably your favorite, isn't it? Uh, in, in the Disney universe. I in would the say Disney so. universe. Captain Hook. The Shadow. Captain Hook's my favorite Disney villain. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to beat him at a Halloween party tonight when we get back home. So, uh, the Shadow Man from Princess and the Frog, uh, Hades, Ursula, Maleficent. There are so many Disney villains. Queen of Hearts, we should have named as well. Yes, so shout out to the Queen of Hearts. Um, Ganon, Ganon. Anybody play the Legend of Zelda video games? Or Say Super a few, Smash a Brothers? few people have for sure. Ocarina of Time is still to this day one of the greatest games ever created. I'm telling you. Uh, all right, Magneto. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Doctor Doom should be on there too. Yeah. Rita Repulsa from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood. Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Davy Jones. Biff from Back to the Future. The University of Florida. I mean, come on. There are <laughs> lists of villains Go, that we could talk about for hours. But, alas, we have a short amount of time to discuss this. So, we are very thankful... Did we leave, can you, is there anyone we left out just off the top of your head? Villain that you were looking for anyone that we didn't name? Anyone you think that should belong on the list? Frieza from Drag- Godzilla. Godzilla. Doesn't he also become a He's friend? kind of a hero too, though, wouldn't you say? Uh, we said Terminator. We said Terminator. Yeah. Terminator. Did, what, Terminator. Explain yourself. Have you not been listening to the whole show? Yeah, yeah if you said Terminator, Godzilla does belong on it. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. All right. I'll take it back. You I'll didn't take it watch back. it, but I'd say Frieza from Dragon Ball Z belongs on that list. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not an anime guy. I missed out on all that stuff. It's whatever. It's fine. All right. You're the brain, so... Okay. I, think, I think that's really all, all we have Thank time for. Thank you all for Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting this festival that Candace invited us to. Subscribe to the show, uh, subscribe people. Subscribe to the show, please. It's iTunes. totally free, and if you don't yes. like it, you get double your money back. Yes. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to a podcast, that's where we're at, and we hope that you'll follow us. Come up. We've got cards. We've got stickers. Uh, we'd love to talk to y'all out here in the audience. And I uh, guess what's, uh, that's it for the day, brother. All right. So uh, I guess it's time for us to uh, snap the old fingers. I gotta find my music here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm such a professional right now. All right. <laughs> we 
We will catch you nerds later. Listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Tyler McDaniel and Josh Davis. Brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, Akiva Express, Creative Theater, and Advertising Expressions. Find us, follow us, and like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Got something to tell us? Drop us an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers to you, nerds!